Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dose of Buffa. Late night, everybody's going to sleep except for me. This is when I get to kind of come out and play. I have random followers and people that I really respect in life, and I've been on Twitter, and I usually try to get everybody on here. So tonight, we had Miss Stoker on the air, and we've had Carly Schaber on. Uh, tonight we're going to have a very special guest. She's a big Tommy Fam fan. We're, uh, her name is Maria. I'm waiting for her to kind of click on here. We're going to get her on, and because you you don't want to listen to me for 30 minutes. That's that's torture. That's quickly a, a click out. So we're going to be talking some Cardinal baseball tonight. You know those two guys, those guys that play at Bush Stadium. I call them the Rogues in red. They drive us nuts. So we're going to be talking about their. Sweep evading win today, uh, the fate of some players, what could possibly go down with uh, Mr. Wainwright, stuff like that. Uh, Matt Adams, you know, what is he even doing here? Is this team's power a fluke? What's going to be expected of Colton Wong? Good old stuff. I'm going to introduce. Good old Maria here. Let's get her on the line. Hello? Hi. Hello. All right. I get so nervous that whenever I click that, that call button that nobody's going to pick up because it happened one time, so I'm kind of nervous about that all the time. <laughs> oh, well, How good. you doing? I'm good. All right. How are you? I'm good. Washington, D.C. So how's Washington, D.C. treating you? Um, it's all right. It it was cold, like really, really cold, and now it's just getting warm, so that's good. It's getting warm. That's good. I mean, it means baseball is about ready to happen. It's when everything kind of gets warm and we all kind of get hot and bothered and need more alcohol and more drugs to get through the summer <laughs> and Cardinal baseball. Right, right. Well, thanks for coming on, everybody listening. By the way, I haven't even introduced myself, but I guess if they don't know who's doing this by now, I am Dan Buffa. I like to have my random coolest followers on Twitter, and I think I, I, I'm going to ask somebody who lives down the street if they want to come on. I'm going to just want to get everybody on this podcast. I might get my neighbor on here next week just because. <laughs> but uh, this is Maria. You are a monstrous Tommy Pham uh, fanatic, and we're yes, going to be discussing right. Mr. Pham. Oh yeah, he he's going to be a topic <laughs> tonight because if we don't if we don't discuss Mr. Pham. I mean, you may never come on this show again, so we have to discuss Mr. Fam. Oh, good. Uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, you know, what got you on Twitter? Why do you like these crazy robes in red? And why did you even come on this stupid podcast? <laughs> um, well, I my dad has been a Cardinals fan since he was about six, and I guess he just didn't want to like the Pirates. He's from Pittsburgh. And he wanted to be different, and he saw Bob Gibson throw a no-hitter, and he was like, I think I'll like them. So I've been a Cardinals fan my whole life, and people are always like, well, why aren't you a Nats fan? I'm like, they moved here when I was 14, like, and they were bad. Like, there's nothing to be a fan of. So, I mean, so that's kind of how I became a Cardinals fan. And um, I I watched or I listened to your podcast with Carly and then Dina, and so oh. – yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, you're the one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks for listening. That's very nice. You know, I'm glad that, you know, I mean, you don't got to tell everybody that you clicked out of it after like five minutes. Like, this guy's a crank 
crazy motherfucker. Oh, I like but, uh, the whole, I, I listened to the whole thing. That's good. Wow, man. Okay, I'm, I'm, I got to <laughs> write that down somewhere. No, I'm just kidding. It's great. I mean, I do this just because, you know, writing an article can be a pain in the ass sometimes. So instead of doing that, I come on here and we can just kind of talk it out. So it's kind of like therapy because mm-hmm. unlike football and hockey, they play every day. I mean, that's just relentless. I mean, we're not out there taking grounders and getting hit by pitches, but, I mean, it's a relentless, you know, kind of uh, – pressure to be a fan. I mean, to be a real fan. I mean, when, when I'm not talking about the people that go, oh, it's baseball. They have nice jerseys. And, you know, fuck that. I mean, real yeah. fans. The people that bleed for the team. And, you know, my grandpa, whenever the Cardinals lost, he he he, he basically paced the porch for, for 30 minutes and just talking to himself. He had people in his neighborhood really worried about his well-being until mm-hmm. I went over there and just said, it's the Cardinals. He'll be fine. Just give him a little bit. You know, he's he's not talking to anybody. It's just it's just his own self. I mean, and we all do that, right? We all have that moment after a bad loss where we just kind of need to blow off some steam. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Okay, so that's basically what I do here. I mean, I, and I like to have different people on. I mean, I'm not going to go ask, like, you know, a celebrity to be on here because, you know, they're, they're doing everything else. I want to have the people that – don't get a lot of, uh, you know, that you're not going to find on podcasts, but you should, and you get their voice out there. Like to kind of be the voice of the fans, and you can say whatever you want on here. I mean, it's it's kind of anything goes. I mean, you can, you know, drop the f bomb a lot. I, I do it too much. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much hated in the Midwest because I say fuck so much. But it's just that's just who I am. So I don't know yeah. if you're the same way. Or, but, well, uh, I'm a lady, you know. So oh, gotta... come on. Not have too much of a potty mouth, but sometimes I've I've okay. yelled at my TV. So well, you will treat this like that. it's your TV. Treat this like <laughs> it's your TV. You can say whatever you want. Like if if you were going to say, "You son of a bah," you slow down. You don't got to hold up here. You can your you, the relatives and anybody you want to look good in front of are not on. Not going to listen to this podcast unless you tell them to. That'd be kind of cool too and weird, but. This is kind of anything goes. Okay, well, let's right. break into right. it. Maria, we just got done with the Cubs. The first three-game series with these bastards. Uh, Jason Hayward didn't, didn't couldn't really find a baseball with his bat, but he caught a lot of them. And John Lackey turned into Nolan Ryan for a night. What are your first reactions after this first encounter with the Cubs? They took the series. We got the last lap. But what do you take away from this series? I, you know, I go back to October, and I really don't feel like the Cubs were a better team than us. I think that Mike Matheny did not do the best, man, you know, management that he could have, and I think that we didn't have the best lineup, and we didn't have our best pitchers. We were hurt, but I don't think that they could have beaten us if we were really that healthy team that we were throughout the season. So I don't think that the Cubs are even better than us now, but I think right now we're kind of in this rut where we don't, you know, we're not playing to the to the, the potential and the level that we should be playing. Like, we should be playing against the Cubs and Pirates the same way we played against the Reds and the Brewers. And for some reason, we're not doing that well against them. But, I mean, I think, you know, it's April, so it's early. It's better to get these games out of the way and then be better later on because this is only one series and we have, like, you know, 
16 more games or whatever left with them. So <laughs> I, I, I hope we got there, you know, but it was not that great of a series. Today's game was good, though, because we won. But That's right, yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, you know, if we had had Cardinals-Martinez in that series in October, it's a completely different story. I mean, that's what I think. Oh, I think yeah. his loss was – I mean, if, when he went down, it's like that final – that starting pitching levy just kind of broke and all the, the water came caving in. I mean, Lance Lynn, we found out later why he couldn't pitch because he basically had a broken arm. You know, he couldn't, he, he, right. he couldn't pitch a game. I make her see it was, was shitting his pants and he couldn't start. So, you know, you get, the poor guy couldn't even, you know, didn't even know what was in his stomach, much less where the ball was going to go. So, and he had John Lackey pitching two games in the series. If, if Carlos Martinez pitches game two or three or four, it's a different series. Because I think the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. I mean, they can compete with these guys. I mean, when when, we, when they go out and get like, you know, a 36-year-old pitcher and Lackey and they go out and sign a 35-year-old Ben Zopris and they get, you know, Hayward – People were acting like, you know, if the Cardinals brought back Hayward, it wasn't going to be a boost to of the offense. I mean, I think Piscotty can do exactly what Hayward can do offensively. Now, defensively, yeah. I mean, I think he's, you know, he, he's obviously not as good, but he can be a capable right fielder. I think that Piscotty's got the potential, maybe not this year, to be that complete player, but he can at least do offensively. People just kind of act like Hayward was going to turn into – Giancarlo Stanton this year if he resigned and that wasn't going to be the case. It's just it's not what he right. does. And so you know he, he gets shut down by Lackey. You know Lackey likes to pitch in Bush Stadium. I think I'll look more forward to him when, when we face him in Wrigley Field where the you know, wind's blowing out. We're just cranking homers off him. But I mean I didn't get too mad about this series. I think there's some stuff that they kind of brought up that we kind of found out in the Pittsburgh series. But like you, I kind of want to be optimistic and think okay it's April. These are kind of like the first rounds of a very long boxing match. Yeah, and I was actually at opening day in Pittsburgh. I was at the first two games, and, you know, the first game was oh, you ugly. It was bad. Yeah, I went up there. It's my big birthday present, so we go up there every year because it's only four hours away. But I looked at the second game, and I saw improvement. So I wasn't freaking out because – and, you know, it was Jonathan yeah. Meese pitching, but we were we were doing much better. We were scoring runs. We were getting hits. It's just the pitching, you know, Waka was all over the place. But, you know, yeah. that's been better. So I the second game I was like, we're actually doing much better. Like, I, you know, I'm glad about this. Like, it, it, it didn't worry me completely because I was seeing that we were progressing and doing better. So – that's kind of my views on how this season has been going, but yeah, I mean, well, you know, one of the big things that's kind of helped this team is all of a sudden this this power stroke. This team hit like, you know, I think they hit 14 home runs last April, and they've cranked over 20 this this month. I mean, do you think this power can last, or do you think this is kind of like a fluke? I I don't know. I think oh, and. Everyone has the capability to hit, to be power hitters, and I think we saw that yeah. in the postseason because if we had had that lineup of Carpenter, Sam, Gritchick, Piscotty, Hayward, you know, if we had had all those guys at the top of the lineup, then we would have scored a lot of runs because with those those people were the ones scoring the runs. But instead, we had Holiday play instead of Sam, which made no sense to me. But if we have those guys <laughs> in the spots where they should be. I think that we'll be fine scoring runs. I mean, Matt Carpenter should hit a lot of doubles. Scotty and Gritchett, they should hit a lot of extra bases. Like, 
I'm not really concerned about them, but um, the striking out is a big problem, I think. Yeah, it is. I mean, they're you know you got Carpenter's got a lot of strikeouts. I mean, you got you go up and down the list. Carpenter's got fourteen. Griffith's got fourteen. Moss has sixteen. Hazel Baker, Biscotti. I mean, I, I kind of like that. I guess the mentality is to try to just you know, hey, let's stop with this on base shit. Let's try to hit some doubles and homers. But you mm-hmm. you have games where they just where they whiff like you know twelve to thirteen times and they don't get anything. Then you have games where they just, they just destroy shit, and, and then they have other games where they're just kind of caught in the middle. So I see kind of a new style of hitting. I know John Mabry has nothing to do with it. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just one of those things where you know you don't know what you're gonna get every day. You know, is it gonna be the big strikeout bunch? Is it gonna be the strikeouts and the home runs? Because in the Braves series, you know, the Cardinals kind of kept striking out, but we were just kind of getting more contact and cranking more balls out of the ballpark mm-hmm. and getting more, you know, good contact. So I, I think I'll just kind of patiently wait. I think Brandon Moss is going to surprise a lot of people. I think, uh, yeah. you know, Hazel Baker's obviously came back to earth, and we'll talk about that, especially in regards to your, your boy, Sam, and that that's going to be mm-hmm. a big thing coming up here in about another week or two when he gets healthy. But, I mean, I'm just going to kind of like it while it lasts because I, I don't think it's going to be as proficient going forward. But, man, and, and, and it's just nice to see them be able to score that many runs. I know we took care of the bad teams last year, but we just kind of assaulted those teams. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also um, our pitching, at least Wainwright and Waka and Leak, are not up to where they should be. Like, you know, if we're no. not scoring any runs, we need to have guys who are not giving up five runs a game. And you, they're struggling a little bit. I know Waka's gotten better, but Wainwright and Leak – not doing so good. I mean, as long as they get better, I think once Wainwright figures out what's going on and Leaf looked much better the um the other day too, like that's where we're yeah. gonna be unstoppable because if we're not giving up any runs then there's no need to be so worried. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean Leak looked better against the Cubs. He went seven, he only allowed three earned runs. He he, he he got hit for a home run. You know, he, he never really walks a lot of guys. It's just, you know, he hasn't gotten that, that sinker, you know, to really bite down the dirt. You know, for a couple of games, he wasn't getting a lot of ground balls. Against the Cubs, he kind of started getting some ground balls. He looked a lot better. I think that even though he, he had a decent start in his last time, his last two starts have been really good. I'm still worried about Waka just when it comes to, yeah. you know, what he can do, what can be expected. I mean, I think if we all kind of start to go – hey, the Michael Walker of old is back. He's going to get clubbed. And it's just one of those things where he's kind of like a wild card to me. I think Mike Leakes is going to turn into his number four. Hey, I'll give you six good innings, a quality start. I think Wainwright's going to be fine. Yeah. Wainwright is that he usually is so good in April. I mean, I looked over his whole career, and he's a killer in April. I mean, he comes out just blazing. So his kind of struggles are a little bit misleading, but I'm still worried the most about Waka for some reason. Yeah, I definitely am too. That game in Pittsburgh, just everything was up in the zone. And oh, yeah. Uh, the Pirates and Cubs are the kind of teams where they crush fastballs. But if you put a guy like Jaime or Lackey or, you know, Carlos Martinez, yeah. someone who throws off-speed pitches and outside, they can't hit at all. All they can do is hit those fastballs down the middle. So you have to be able to not leave those balls up in the zone because you will get hammered. All you have to do is throw outside off-speed pitches, and they're not going to get to it at all. 
Yeah, well, yeah, and of course we found it out with Mr. Seagrass in October just throwing continuous fastballs to Anthony Rizzo and Kyle Schwarber. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, number one, and this is going right down the middle. Okay, you guys are going to handle it. Here you go. It's like if you could just if you could have thrown a softball underhand of those guys, it would have been like, holy, sh- well, what is he doing now? But all, all he did was throw heat, and I totally get that. They're fastball teams. That's why I was so mm-hmm. disappointed in October. I know we're going to go away. We keep going back there because it's just it's, it, for the Cubs and the Cardinals, that's just going to be like a nightmare for us is when we face this team, is that I had such high hopes for Jaime because the guy had just yeah. he pitched in the postseason. He had, we hadn't really seen Jaime in the postseason since like 2011 when he pitched against the Rangers. You know, he pitched hurt against the Nationals. He disappeared for a couple of years you know, trimming his mm-hmm. beard and, you know, working his left arm back into shape. But, you know, I mean, he went out there and I thought, here's a guy that just throws all kinds of speeds, changes the, you know, the location, you know, he dips, it dives. And he, and then when he got hammered, I thought, this is just not good. Because it, it, yeah. if, he, if there are one, if our one magic man is like, when I call when Jaime Garcia is on, he's like a magic man. He'll, he'll put the ball on the left side, he'll go inside, outside. He'll make a hitter look like just stupid. But when he went down, that was just that. That told me, okay, we'll, we'll, we, I mean, the only way we're going to be able to handle the Cubs and the Pirates is that we got guys like Jaime Garcia. That's the only reason I kind of want him in, in Cardinal Red this year is because he can offset those fastball-loving teams. Yeah, and that's why you know you going into it when you saw like oh Lackey and then Jaime Garcia, you're like easily we're gonna go up to to nothing like two zip. Like there's oh, yeah. no way that Rizzo and Bryant they're they're not gonna hit Jaime Garcia. And then he got sick, and you're just like, well. Oh. But then you're wondering too, so if uh... he was sick. <laughs> Why is he out there? And this is the same thing that – this is what bothers me the most about Matheny because Tommy Pham was saying that during warm-ups he felt something not right. So why are you letting him go out to bat to make yeah. it worse? I don't – I really don't understand especially, that kind of logic. Like he, especially if it's a, 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 an oblique. I mean, you know, if you swing really hard, you're basically going to tear that muscle in half. I mean, it, it isn't yeah. like it's going to get twinged. And that is the one thing where I, I mean, I really can't, I mean, and I'm kind of a halfway Matheny apologist. I understand what he does well, but I understand what he does wrong. And uh, other than hitting Matt Adams cleanup continuously, which I still can't approve of. I don't even know why Matt Adams is on this team. We'll, we'll, we'll break into that here in a minute. But, I mean, in the playoffs, he just kind of, he kind of goes a little crazy. You know, he, he, he lets Randy Choate stay in against the Giants. He throws poor Waka out there, you know, Against the Giants. That Waka one, I think we all knew uh, what was going to happen. Everyone knew what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, it's like, it's like, dude, this is not major league. He's not Rick Vaughn. He can't come out of the bullpen and blaze fastballs and walk off with the girl. He's going to get hammered. But I do get Unrelated that. Unrelated you know, to the Cardinals plays. right now is that John Jay yeah. is two for two. <laughs> and apparently oh he has like gosh. a 950 batting average against the Pirates. So... Yeah, he's uh, two for two right now against the, the Pirates that has the game on. Not that my fondest memory of John Jay, of course, was when he hurt his wrist and Tommy Pham came up, but he's actually not doing terrible in San Diego, so that's good for him. Well, you know, for a guy like him who likes to hit those singles, that's basically a parking lot out there. I mean, you basically hit bloops and, and you know, ground ball with eyes the whole damn time. I mean, that, that, guy, that guy could easily hit 300 out there. I mean, he'll probably have like four home runs, but he'll have like 150 singles. 
which the yeah, guy should be living in out like, there. He's hitting like 293 <laughs> or something like that. I think he's up there. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know, good for him. him. You know, and you know, he, he's in San Diego. It's like Pools is out in L.A. He's not like Freeze where we're going to be facing this sorry ass over and over this year with, with runners oh on base. And Freeze comes up there. He should just carry an emo's box up to the plate and go, yeah, I used to promote this shit. And just ruin it. I mean, I have this, Maria, I have this very, this nightmare ever since he signed is that it's going to be September. There's going to be second and third, two outs, and Rosenthal is going to be having one of those shaky outings. And here comes Dave and Freeze. And I swear, that's when I wake up screaming. I mean, I don't even see the end of the dream. It's just, I wake up screaming. I'm like, no! Oh, uh, yeah, that was so awkward because he just like he was creaming us, and I was like, I don't know how to feel. Like, should I be happy? No, like I'm really upset. Like, I, I was so adored with the emotions. We stood up and cheered for him, and the pirate pirate fans are booing our athletic trainers. I'm like, really? If you're gonna boo anybody, boo John Mabry. Like our athletic trainers. Like it is bizarre. <laughs> People in Pittsburgh are oh. strange. Well, let's let's go ahead and discuss Mr. Fan because I mean I'm not we're we're not hundred percent sure when he's coming back, but it's gotta be soon. Hazel Baker's coming down. What do you think yeah. a healthy Tommy fan brings this team? Because obviously I mean, I was really excited about this guy. I mean when when he was healthy throughout spring training, you know, and like you said last October, I mean he had a great September. So I, I was kinda with you on him not getting at bats because he he had a great September. He was seeing the ball. He gets through spring training. He hurts his oblique. That's just a terrible in muscle that injured. It's so finicky. It can, yeah. it, it can stretch on and on. But what does a healthy Tommy Pham bring this team? I just I think Tommy Pham is he's he is a good baseball player. He's obviously not like the greatest ever, and he's not you know in the top whatever. But he brings a lot like to a team. Like he's very important as, like, a bench or a utility player or even a starter. And, like, he is fast, he gets on base, and he is a power hitter. So you've seen him, you know, hit tons of extra base hits and home runs and, and all of that and his speed. And he's really good defensively. So, you know, he's a number two hitter because he has that power and that speed. And he's not – hopefully he's not going to be someone that strikes out a lot. Hopefully he's going to be someone that just gets on base or hits for power because that's – that's what I've seen, you know, in the postseason, he was just tearing it up and he should have been starting instead of holiday because holiday couldn't walk. And Sam is a great outfielder. And I don't know why he wasn't, but even off the bench, like, I don't think it matters where you put him. He's going to contribute to, he's going to be that guy that just contributes to a team. Yeah. I mean, I really agree. I mean, I'm the kind of guy who thinks that fan could be like a, kind of a secret weapon to this team, yet other teams don't see coming. And he just adds to this outfield depth because he does. He has that speed. He's probably the best outfielder on the roster defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he yeah, can play yeah. left, center, especially center field. I mean, I think he could be a great center fielder. He has a good arm, range. He's a smart player, which with this team right now is really saying a lot because there's some dummies on this team that are doing some crazy stuff in the field. I don't know what they're doing. They're, they're playing baseball. I think they kind of forget that. But – yeah, I mean, I really want to see this guy come back. Because even if Hazel Baker starts to have a good week, it's just competition. It's, it's good to have multiple guys hitting. It's for a team mm-hmm. that lacks a real true stud, like a, an MVP guy. I mean, yes, you know, 
Carpenter's close. Yachty's more of a defensive MVP, but this is a stud. You can mix in all these guys. You can, you can give the, the other team – I mean, if Mike Matheny wants to have 160 different lineups, he can at least play all the guys. And hopefully when yeah. Tommy Pham does return – I mean, because he does give you that speed. I mean, you can bat him second. And because, because me personally, I love to see Piscotty in the four spot. I know he's a good two hitter, but if you got Fam in mm-hmm. the two spot right after Carpenter, you can put Piscotty in the cleanup role, and that actually gives you a legitimate cleanup hitter. Yeah, I also don't know if Holiday can continue to bat third anymore. No, he can't. And I'm mm-hmm. a Holiday guy. I mean, I will admit. I love Holiday, th- but. Yeah, and I think he should hit leadoff, if you ask me, because he, he gets on base and he moved Carpenter down to third, and then all of a sudden this lineup just kind of looks like a like a beast, but that will never happen. So let's just not even discuss that dream that I have of holiday leading off. But I do think <laughs> My dad always says other. Carpenter should bat third because he is our best hitter. Aside from Yachty, I yeah. think Yachty is like the smartest hitter we have, but Carpenter is our, one of our best hitters, and I don't see why he shouldn't be batting third. Yeah, I mean, I've always said that if you covered up the name and went to his baseball reference page and showed you his stats from last year, you go, where does that guy hit? And the, the person answering would never say leadoff. They'd go, that guy's got the stats of a number three or four hitter. And then you cover up and you go, oh, it's Matt Carpenter. And he hits leadoff. Like, no, no way. Like, yeah, this guy's hitting leadoff with 28 home runs. He strikes out a lot, which, you know, maybe you, you don't really want a leadoff hitter anyway. <laughs> you know, you maybe want that in a third mm-hmm. or fourth guy. So, I think eventually, I think if this offense got into a rut, I think Matheny would have to make that move. He did it last year. He did it last year towards the end of April. And I, we all I, you know, we all kind of wanted to think that it sent Carpenter into a spiral. I, I just think the guy was just in a, in a slump and he was exhausted because I think the guy probably mm-hmm. works out in his sleep. I think this guy, like, runs laps, like sleepwalks. I mean, he's so – I mean, he's a workout addict. And being a guy who works out – at times too much, you, eventually you're just going to crash. And I think Carpenter just overall just crashed and his swing kind of took kind of the blame for it and he just went through a big slump. But I think, too, that he is a number three hitter. I think that he can give the team a lot down there. And a guy like Pham, if Colton Wong can figure out, a guy like Pham could eventually be a, a leadoff type. Don't, don't you think? Yeah, I can see that because he has the speed and more of the ability to get him. Like, Wong is probably more of an ideal leadoff hitter because he is, you know, smaller and faster. But I, he just doesn't hit as well, I think, as Sam is going to. So no, yeah, and, and, and I don't Colton think he Wong, takes as many walks either. No, he doesn't. Or I mean, Colton yeah. Wong. I'll give him credit that he raised his on base percentage from two ninety seven to three twenty one. But the guy is so hard on himself. He has an zero for four game. I mean, I wonder if this guy goes home and, like, listens to Michael Bolton for 24 hours straight to punish himself. I mean, the poor guy, he just – I mean, I feel for him sometimes because if he has a bad night, I mean, you wonder how much it's going to linger. And you don't see that in other young guys. Like, Biscotti can have a rough day. Biscotti can swing at seven straight John Lackey sliders and still come back the next day ready to go. Colt Wong's mm-hmm. mental recovery is something I've always kind of wondered about. And, you know, here we are. In his third year in the majors, I mean, you'd think that he would have that kind of tightened up by now, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Diaz is the same way, but obviously it's his first year. I saw when he made that error in game two, I saw how mad he was at himself. And I felt so bad for him because it was, you know, he just got called up. He got a hit. 
and he makes this error, and unfortunately, I think that's what cost us the game. But, you know, he's so young, and he's still learning, and people are are way too hard on guys like that. Colton Wong, obviously, you know, he's still young too, but he's been around a while. But DS, he's been playing yeah, he's been baseball for, for two weeks. And this, I was so close because I was in the front row. I was so close, to, and I saw the look on his face. And I was like, it's going to be okay. Like, it, this is your first game. Like, you're going to make mistakes. You're yeah. not Ozzie Smith. Like, it's okay. Even Ozzie Smith may have made an error once. I don't know. I never saw it. But, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> they're, the young guys are just very, they're very hard on themselves. And I think, you know, he's not, he's a Cuban, right? And Colton Wong is Hawaiian and maybe like their upbringings may be different, you know, than Piscotti's. And so maybe they have to feel like they have to be perfect, which you don't, you don't have to be perfect. Everybody makes mistakes, but it's your first year in the big leagues or, you know, you've only been around a few years, like it's going to be okay. Like you have to find some way to shake it off, but like, it's not the end of the world. People are still going to like you. Like, everyone loves Colton Long still, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I really think that, you know, he, he's a couple good games from just going berserk at the plate. But, see, he does have a lightning quick bat. I mean, he, he's got that, that bat. I just think he needs the confidence. I mean, I'm not saying he, mm-hmm. he needs to stop talking to Al Rabosky, the first thing. That, that's bad for anybody's health. He needs to stop getting <laughs> advice from Al. That's toxic. I wouldn't ask Auerbosky where the coffee shop was because he probably sent me to like some yoga place. I mean, it's just it's bad news to listen to Auerbosky. Every time I hear Al go, well, I talked to Colt Long. I was like, that's why he's still in the slump. He's talking to Auerbosky. But, you yeah. know, I, I think these guys are going to be just fine. And I want Diaz to play. I really don't want Ruben Tejada to get in the way of Aledmus Diaz becoming a stud. Because I think Aledmus Diaz, if he gets the right amount of time and the right amount of, of you know, kind of, Kind of like the the uh, you know go get him kind of slaps in the back from Mike Matheny. I think Diaz can be a breakout star. I really think he can be. I think he he reacted so well after being designated for assignment last year, and he's just been hitting ever since. So I think he should play shortstop the majority of the time until Mister Peralta gets back. Yeah, and I think a lot of people were like, "Why did we sign Lopentada? Like, why isn't Diaz up?" <laughs> Like, I don't think anybody was, like, like that. They were, like, I was confused. I was, like, I, I just assumed we were going to call Diaz up. Like, wasn't he, like, raking in spring training? I was, like, what's going on he was here? raking. Like, yeah. yeah, he was raking. I mean, he wasn't, like, having a great spring. But the guy, you know, I mean, you're going to see what the guy's got. You know, you shouldn't bring somebody else in to breathe down his neck. I mean, even if Diaz doesn't hit, he's still a better overall player than Tejada, and he's part of your future, which Ruben Tejada is not. This guy, is, it's like a Band-Aid. If, if he gets wet, it's just going to rip off, and then you're going to release him. I, mean, I, I don't think Tejada is in any way a long-term person here. I think he was just kind of like a, a the just-in-case Diaz doesn't do anything. So, well, unfortunately, Maria, our 30 minutes just flew by. We're, we're, the recording is even... I mean, they'll get all this good stuff when they listen to the actual link, but we're like officially off the air. It's just they just kind of kicked us off the air. That's the one thing about thirty minutes. Oh no! But the thing is, when I put the link up after it loads, I mean, they'll they'll get the 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 thirty-four minutes, whatever it is. But it's like blog talk is cool and it's free and it's good and you you can hear it well. But man, you get thirty minutes and you like blow through it. So, but hey, this was fun. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Anytime. Heck yeah! I mean, I, I, I'm gonna have you and, and 
and Miss Stoker on, who, who who I just love to death. She she came on the other day, and we had a good time. And maybe sometime we'll get all awesome. three of us on here, like you and Miss Stoker, and you and and the three of us just talking Cardinal baseball for thirty minutes. That'd be awesome. But um, well, well thanks for coming on. I'm, I'm thanks for waiting up. I know it's eleven thirty out there, so. Hopefully you can get some rest and not have to listen to me for you know for the first time in thirty minutes. So that that should be fine. <laughs> but uh, okay. you have a good night, and uh, I awesome. guess uh, we we got an off day tomorrow to kind of collect ourselves, and then we we got some more teams to play, some more wins to accumulate before the end of April. All right. All right. Thanks for coming on. We'll we'll do it again. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.